Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be, regardless of what rung in the fifth dimension you're on at this very moment, I hope that you can become aware of self-care and also self-love. I saw a meme or post earlier something about how self-care is not being narcissistic or something. It was the meme wasn't terribly sensical, but it did get me thinking about my childhood and my first couple years in school that were spent in Catholic school. (laughs) Catholic school. Uh, (laughs) I was falsely taught that if you love yourself, then you're being very vain and that's a sin against God. I know, I feel some of you right now just cringing. (laughs) Your skin is just like crawling right now. Like, what? That's one of the biggest lies ever. Some of you might go, yeah, yeah, I don't. I was taught that too. Just don't, you can't love yourself. Can't love yourself. You love yourself, then it's almost like you're, you're sinning or you're being vain or you're, you're loving yourself above other people. There's always been kind of a weird stigma, at least in the United States, about this and possibly throughout most of the Western world and the Christian uh, section of the world (laughs) or sections of, of the world that you shouldn't love yourself. And this leads to all kinds of crazy things like low confidence, low self-esteem. And it leads to other things, a high amount of neurosis, worrying constantly about yourself, thinking that you're not worthy, thinking that you're no good. And then we get conflicting messages. Well, until you love yourself, you can never love anybody else. And you're, you know, this is from your friends that maybe took 
philosophy or psychology in in university and then you're like what I can't love myself if I love myself you know the nuns told me I'm going to hell <laughs> you're not supposed to be vain I, I grew up like that just with those kinds of messages it was like super conflictual and didn't make any sense took me years and years as an adult years into adulthood before I even began to love myself let alone like myself I mean I downright hated myself for a while and then when you're taught you know if you're gay or you're bisexual or a lesbian you know if you're in the community you know and if you grew up in you know especially like in the Midwest or even in the South or you know places where it's very conservative and closed-minded for the most part people are homar- hom- homogenous <laughs> Not they're not pro homosexual, but they're homogenous in their thinking. Their homos are just not the right kind. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, like everyone thinks the same, you know, and then if you think outside the box, such as I'm okay and I'm gay, you know. <laughs> I mean that's just like it it just it's like growing up in that kind of a community. Or that kind of society is like super suffocating, you know, and I, I had my first few years of adulthood. I absolutely hated myself, was pretty convinced I was going to hell for my, for my thoughts, my attractions to people of the same gender. Ooh, oh my God, such a big deal. You know, I look back on it and it's like, I feel so much love and compassion for myself and I feel sad that I had those feelings. And I felt like my my dad would hate me if he knew. I think I might have said it in passing when I was like really like in my 30s like pretty far into my 30s, you know. A couple years from my dad died, I think I might have let it slip out and I just well yeah, it's no big deal. And he's like, "Yeah, it's not." <laughs> but I think when I was a teenager, if I'd said something like that, it would have been a big deal. My dad and I spent some time apart, like 10 years. During that time, we both spiritually grew by leaps and bounds. When we got back together into each other's lives again, it was like, all right, we both had a higher octave understanding of each other. It was, it was quite nice, actually. But... If you've grown up with these kinds of thoughts and I mean, even if you're, even if you're straight, you know, like there's other things, you know, you, you just kind of are given not only media messages. So like now it's social media, it's even worse. You know, it's not just magazines and TV, you know, you could throw the magazines away or put them in a drawer and not look at them. You could turn off the TV, but it's on the social media, you know, you want to talk to your friends and then here's this message and that message and that message. And usually the message is you're not beautiful unless you have makeup on. You're not worthy unless your, your skin is wrinkle free. Your hair has to be the right amount of fluffy this year, but next year it's got to be the right amount of straight. Can't be frizzy or else. I remember um, 
a, a commercial growing up that um, who said men don't make passes at women who wear glasses. I don't know if you remember that one. But I remember thinking, I'm ugly because I'm wearing glasses. And when I got contacts, I was like, oh, thank God. Now I'll be able to find someone to love me. Like, how crazy is that? All this crap is just so crazy. But these are the messages and the images and the thoughts and the projections and the self-doubting negative bullshit that the madmen on... <laughs> the madmen of advertising. They came up with all this crap. They have to get you to feel insecure so that they could sell you the item that will make you feel secure. It's absolutely insidious. It's evil genius at its finest. And it's targeted at the youth of whatever age we're in, right? So it's targeted at the youth. Like back in the 60s, you weren't a man unless you're smoking a cigarette. Can't be a real cowboy unless you've got a cigarette in your mouth. <laughs> you know, I think it was the Marlboro Man that died of lung cancer. And at his last few breaths, with his last few breaths... He spoke out against the tobacco industry. You know, it's just we're so conditioned and programmed and manipulated at a very young age to not love ourselves and not really take care of ourselves. And then after we have been programmed not to love ourselves and you know, can't love yourself too much. People think you're vain. Ooh. Then, you know, you get unhealthy because you didn't take care of yourself because you didn't love yourself. And then all of a sudden, they start targeting, you know, women in their 20s with diet pills. Well, you didn't love yourself enough to give a shit about nutrition, <laughs> you know. Now you're overweight or you're underweight or maybe you're the right amount of weight, but you're very unhealthy. No matter what your weight's doing, there might be an unhealthiness there. And you're perplexed. What the hell? I don't know. Time to take a diet pill. <laughs> or you clog up different parts of your system and time to take pain pills. Time to take this pill and that pill. Water pills. And if you had been taught at a young age to love yourself and care for yourself and you were given good examples by your parents and how to do this, and maybe some of you listening, maybe you grew up in a hippie household where everything was about, you know, locally sourced food and growing your own food and waking up with the sun every day to meditate hugs have how many amount of hugs you know have at least eight hugs a day and how wonderful that would have been to be raised like that I mean I was raised with slugs not hugs I, I was beat way more than I ever got hugged 
I barely ever got hugged. My little brother and I hugged each other a lot. I mean, sometimes in the middle of the night, he'd go down to my bedroom and he would haul me all the way upstairs. I was in the basement. The rest of the family got to be in the warm floor. I was always in the cold-ass basement. But uh, sometimes my brother would drag me up to his bed and he'd say, just hug me. I can't sleep. I'm scared. Just hug me. So I'd cuddle my little brother all night, just hold him in my arms like he was my own little baby. And half time he frickin' wet the bed, damn it. <laughs> That's what you get for being nice. <laughs> ah! <laughs> what I get for freaking being nice, damn it. <laughs> My little brother is awesome, though. Still an awesome person. But we had it rough, you know, and, you know, we're not the only ones, and other kids had it worse than us. But, um, my stepmom would always tell me, you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else. And then she would constantly nitpick and criticize every freaking little thing I did. I was never good enough no matter what. And I think I've done this to my kids and it's just all subconscious as much as I ached to be better. I mean, I wasn't as bad as her. I didn't beat the crap out of them. I never beat my kids. Thank you, God. But I mean, but she was always, always hitting me. I mean, if, if a whole day went by and she did not throw me or slam me against a wall or into a door jam or splash water in my face or force soap into my mouth or slap me across the face. I mean, if, if I went through a whole day without any of that, I was finally starting to feel normal by like the second day. But usually it was like about three days. Every three days she would haul off and beat the crap out of me. It was like really like almost the whole time like for 10 years age 8 to 18 you know so I didn't get hugged I got slugged you know and 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 it's hard to be raised in a situation like that and absolutely love yourself and absolutely be wanting to take care of yourself and have that self-care I tried though I mean I really tried like my my uncle would send me vitamins and tell me to take care of myself my aunt would give me skincare tips. So I was always like steaming my face once or twice a week and then putting, you know, special lotions and oils. And my mom and my grandma would send me care packages with, um, you know, because it was my stepmom and my dad that raised me. And so my mom, my, who my dad, I had divorced when I was five, would send me, I mean, here I'm like 15 putting Estee Lauder on my face, like, oh my God. My grandma even put it on her credit card. She'd just be like, oh, no, honey, you have to put <laughs> Estee Lauder. It's like $40 skincare cream. I was 15. <laughs> I mean, I raised my kids going, oh, you want a moisturizer? Here's your $6 coconut oil, baby. You don't need the chemicals. <laughs> you know, that's not good enough. Mix it with cocoa butter. <laughs> here, I got that here over here, you know. We got the argan oil and the shea butter next in case, you know, we'll, we'll mix, mix and match the natural oils will be good. <laughs> but, um, a lot of us, especially in the United States, we were all beat. 
that was like parted. Spare the rod, spoil the child. No one wanted to be having a spoiled child. A lot of us were, were raised by that quote-unquote Christian tenet. <laughs> and, and, you know, just made the honor thy father and mother part of the Ten Commandments. It made me feel like God made a mistake there because those assholes were not honoring me. <laughs> you know, my mother, yes, always. My adopted mother always honored me. None of my other parents really did, though. I mean, my dad loved me, but honored me, no. Respected me, fuck no. Mm-mm. Didn't happen. It's taken me years to learn what respect is. Because I didn't know. I had no example of it. Literally zero example of it. Honest, beautiful, loving, open communication? <laughs> You're kidding me, right? No, that didn't happen. <laughs> Just watch that. What is that? F is for family. <laughs> That's more along the lines about how my family was like almost identically identical to that. <laughs> the closed off, emotionally stunted man who was the father in the wonder years. Yeah, that's more like the people I was raised around. <laughs> that's why these shows are so great and they make me laugh so hard because I say, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Thank God I wasn't alone, right? So when you're growing up with all the media messages and all the negativity about just loving yourself in every possible way, I mean, masturbation, forget it. You're going to fucking hell. <laughs> you know, don't love yourself in any way, shape, or form in that, like, not in that capacity. Then you get into marriage, and you can't be pleased. You only want to do it. You're like, I don't want to see you naked, dude. Like, I mean, I, I was told, I was taught growing up, if I see a boy naked, I'm going to hell. You know, so it's like you could grow up and get married and want to suddenly be okay with that. That's impossible. <laughs> no one's going to be okay with any. So we, we all have a lot of crap to heal from our past, from our childhoods, from the way we're brought up, from the way we're raised, and, the, and all the messages that our teachers and our priests, pastors, nuns gave us all the, all the mixed messages. You know, it's like you're not loving yourself if you're putting on the Bonnie Bell lip smacker that doesn't mean that you love yourself means that you bought kind of a cool ass product because they actually do smell really good (laughs) you know and they may or may not actually moisturize your lips I think they do help chap lips a little bit but you lick them off and so you have to keep you know because they taste so good so you know it's more of a gimmick than actual medicine for your lips but (laughs) You have to, um, in many of your lives, you're going to have to step back, look at the big picture of it, and figure out what it is to really love yourself. What is it really to self-care for yourself? Care for yourself, that makes more sense. But <laughs> you know what I mean. How are you going to love yourself? How are you going to care for yourself? And how in the past were 
you lied to about that. You don't have to accept anything that anyone told you. Only accept what feels right in your heart. Once you allow all the outer shell of the crap people put on you your whole life, you let all that fall away. Breathe a few seconds and you feel inside. What do you need? Ask your body, what do you need today? Learn how to do the kinesiology muscle testing. I do. Sometimes my body says, I want a damn Snickers bar. Cool. Let's buy a Snickers bar. That's awesome. And sometimes, like today, my body's like, I uh, want a lot of vegetables. So I did add a huge, I had a, a sourdough bagel. Yay, the bagels arrived today. What? I can't even believe it. It was so awesome. For $8.50, I got six bagels delivered, hand delivered at my door. And you guys, the sweetest thing. Oh my gosh. She wrote to me a note and taped it to my bagel package that was blue. Um, it was a blue plastic bag, very nice quality, um, bag with white polka dots. (laughs) And then she put a little yellow note and she said, you deserve to have a magical life, Elena. And she put a little heart. And it just brought tears to my eyes. I'm like, that's one of the sweetest things I've ever seen. And about half hour after it was delivered, I got a text message on WhatsApp from her. And she said, did you get the package? And I said, you deserve to have a magical life too. That was my answer to her. And I ordered sourdough bagels because sourdough is made with uh, masa de la madre, (laughs) flour of the mother. And what that means is um, there's yeast inside the flour and you put the water in it, you let it grow at at the right temperature. And after a couple days, you keep feeding it and feeding it. And it takes about a week to two weeks and then it grows into the matured yeast. It yeasts itself. You don't have to go buy bread yeast. It has a whole different flavor. And it's sour. And what happens is it makes it extra gluten-y. So if you're allergic to gluten, which hardly anyone is, um, if you have celiac disease, don't listen to me right now. But what happens is it makes it gluten-y and it makes it very good. It makes it a little bit chewy, the texture of the bread. But it increases the yeast itself increases the protein of the flour by um, three times I think or maybe it's 30% more I don't know if it's 30% more or or three times more but it's a lot more protein than just a normal piece of bread plus it tastes a hell of a lot better really really good flavor so I had I actually ate two bagels today (laughs) it was awesome and one of them I had blueberries on for breakfast and the other one I had spinach and lettuce and radishes and um ahi which is this very spicy pepper and with a little bit of tuna 
and it was really, really good. A little bit of cream cheese. It was good. I love bagel sandwiches. I, I haven't had a, this is the first decent bagel I have had in, uh, I don't know, maybe I had like a Thomas bagel, which is okay. Not that good. I had that in Detroit in 2015, so it's been like five years since I've had like a really decent bagel, so oh, my bagel quest. I mean, for weeks I've been looking for bagels. I'm like, where the hell are the good bagels here? I'm asking God, send me the good bagels. I want bagels. And then finally, it was yesterday, I got this ad coming across my Instagram. I'm like, they damn well were being quick. <laughs> And they were, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. But there's something that happens in my body when I eat sourdough now. Because my son started making sourdough. And we don't have an oven and his sourdough starter went bad. Which is absolutely heartbreaking. But we're, we're going to start over. It's easy. It just takes two weeks. <laughs> but we're going to do it again. But there's something that I, I feel an energy when I eat sourdough, I feel an energy in my um, stomach chakra and it just, it feels like love. I can't explain it in any other way. It's like um, a tang, tangy, tingly sensation, but the energy of it is love. And it's the energy of the yeast joining my body. I don't know how to explain it other than it sounds kind of weird, maybe a little bit creepy when I say it like that, but it's kind of how it is. It's like we're combining life forces and together we're stronger. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's really that. It, <laughs> it kind of feels like that though. <coughs> when I like, you know, lower, like call it lower level bread. Like, you know, if you eat a hot dog bun or something, you know, it's just like, I feel blech and sluggish, like yuck. But when I eat sourdough, I just feel like fortified and strong and satisfied and happy. Like the energy of it is just like, so it's such a beautiful energy compared and you could tell, like, you know, in, in the United States, there's a couple different sourdough breads on the market you could go to any grocery store and get. And one of them is real sourdough from San Francisco. And the other one <clears throat> is made with um, vinegar. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's an insult to the palate. It's horrible. But anyway, um, but that's like one of my forms of, of self-care is is to eat higher quality food. When you go to the grocery stores here, the cheese is terrible. Oh my God. It's like eating like a cold, wet, rubbery mess without flavor. It's disgusting. And most of it's imported from Europe. I don't get it. Some of the best cheesemakers in the world, France, Italy, and, and they're importing from freaking Denmark or something, or I don't even know where, but... And I don't think they're giving us their best cheese because this, is a, this stuff is terrible. It's terrible. So the best cheese that you can find are people who are like private cheese makers that, that sell their cheese commercially. And I finally found, oh my God, the best brew year. And I finally opened it yesterday. 
Oh, it's like, oh, <laughs> choir of angels. I have Gruyere cheese. I just eat that with a bunch, like a plate of veggies and the, and the Gruyere cheese. Oh, and I had a really good Gouda that tasted like a cheddar. It was amazing. So I've been eating very high quality food this week. It's dense, so I don't eat much of it. And then coupling that with a bunch of fruit. Like yesterday, we ate a bunch of mandarin oranges. My son and I sat for hours listening to Modern Family on Netflix and eating our our mandarin oranges. And then we'd like pause it and then stop and just talk and enjoy each other's company and talk about the show, talk about life. And then, all right, let's watch the show again. It's fun. We do this a lot, this kind of thing. But um, it's important, you guys, to take care of yourself. Get enough rest, get enough water. Turn off your phones at night if you know you've got some a-holes in your life that are going to call you at 3 in the morning. I found out who was calling me yesterday. It was a bill collector, actually. And so, that's what was happening. Oops. <laughs> I forgot to pay my timeshares. I didn't really forget. I didn't have the money this year to pay my timeshares. And I'm trying to get a job so I can pay them. So, uh, probably have to make payments. Uh, I have two timeshares. I don't want to let them go quite yet, but I might have to. I don't know. I thought it was my daughter. I was like, oh, I hope it's not. I hope she doesn't need, she really needs me and I'm doing my show and I was feeling guilty about that. But found out today who it really was. So, um, yeah, but the self-care stuff, you guys, I mean, you know, take luxurious baths. Don't just hop in and out of the shower in five minutes and feel guilty and not look yourself in the eye in the mirror. I mean, I know what that's like. I remember the first time when I first started seeing a really good therapist in my teenage years, and she said, I want you for an exercise to look yourself in the mirror, in the eye, in the eyes, look yourself in the eyes and say, I love you. And I was just so embarrassed. I was ha- I was hating myself and I couldn't do it. And I just, I cried. I cried and cried and I couldn't do it. It took me weeks. To even look at myself in the mirror for five seconds. And I think I avoid eye contact with myself sometimes even now. But I, I don't hate myself anymore. I love myself. I accept myself fully. I love myself fully. And it took a long time to get to this point. And I'm sure that most of you have experienced one form of this or another. So it is imperative that you love yourself. It is okay to love yourself because God loves you and you're God. And if you don't love yourself, you're judging God, which is a sin. If you are going to look at it from a religious point of view, I'm not religious, but some of you are, some of you grew up that way. I grew up that way. Hate, hate religion, love God. That's, that's how I am anyway. Love Jesus, love God. I'm Muslim is my religion. I actually love my religion. 
but I'm more spiritual than anything. I'm more of a witch than anything. You know, I, I don't really like the whole organized religion thing so much. Islam is not terribly organized. It's not, you know, there are, you know, dates and times and stuff, but it's not hierarchical. It's just everybody is for themselves and what you do is between you and God. You know, we're not allowed to judge each other. That's one thing I absolutely love about that. (laughs) We're not allowed to judge each other. And if you judge somebody else, then somebody else has a right to say, look, you can't judge her because check it out. Whatever you do is between you and God. You want to eat bacon? That's haram. But guess what? It's not, it's not up to me. It's up to you and God to work it out. Like those are the kinds of conversations I had all the time when I went to the mosque. People are just so sweet. Like, well, it's between you and God. I'm not going to worry about it. Sister, you're not supposed to paint all of your toenails. You're supposed to keep one toenail free without the paint so that when you do voodoo and you, and you, and you wash your feet, you're getting every bit you're supposed to leave like a little sliver on the sides of your nail polish so that every part of your body can be touched with the sacred water of God. It sounds so strange, right? It sounds, if you're not Muslim, you didn't raise, were raised this way. And I wasn't raised this way. I just became a Muslim like just a few years ago. <laughs> it's very strange, you know, and I don't think I'm doing hardly any of it right, but I love the inclusiveness that I read in the Quran you should love everybody and that you should accept everybody's religion. (laughs) Not something I was taught in the Catholic church at all. In fact, they were saying that everyone in the world is going to hell except them. So you have to stay Catholic and you can't really talk to anyone who isn't Catholic because they're all going to hell. And you certainly don't want to go to heaven and miss all your friends. So (laughs) literally one of my teachers said that. That's why you can't be friends with anyone else because you don't want to miss them while they're in hell and you're in heaven because they didn't pick the right religion. (laughs) Oh my God, she was such a sweet person, but dead serious about this crap. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff to unravel. We have so much to unpack. All that baggage. (laughs) Self-care, self-love that raises your self-esteem, your self-confidence. Don't put chemicals on your face anymore. If you feel like you have too many wrinkles, I just discovered something. It's a Blu-ray acne, like a laser. I don't know how well it works. So, you know, of course in the commercials, it's perfect. So whatever, (laughs) yeah, that might be a lie. If it's a big fat lie, I'll let you guys know. I ordered one. It takes another month to get here but once I have this thing my son's going to try it on his acne and I'm going to try it on my finer lines and wrinkles I'll let you know it's supposed to remove uh, aging spots and moles and other things so I'm going to test drive this thing and I'll let you guys know about it you know but don't put chemicals on your face it's not good for you You know, use the the natural oils. If your skin's very dry, put a little bit of um, olive oil. If your skin is has a lot of wrinkles and you're starting to look really aged, 
uh, first of all, do a very light exfoliation with brown sugar. You could even throw some chocolate in there because it smells amazing and it is an antioxidant. And add uh, coconut oil in it. And just use that as a facial scrub. And also you can eat it because it's not really chemicals. It's good for you. Brown sugar is good. You could even use white sugar. It doesn't matter. That's just the exfoliant part. If you use salt instead of sugar, the salt will do the same thing, but it'll dry your skin out if you have oily skin. And the coconut oil will not make you oily. And then you put castor oil over your face for the night, and you'll be five years younger in the morning, if not ten years younger. You know, there's there's workarounds that are natural, and they're so much better for you. So thought I'd mention it. I've mentioned it a few times last year. But it's it's important, you know. Collagen is really good for your skin when you eat it in vegetables. Some of you will eat it in meat. That's okay. Don't really buy it commercially. Don't buy it from China because it might be from humans. We don't want to talk about that, but it might be from animals. You don't want to be putting animals on your face. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it just feels weird to me. It's like I wouldn't put, put bologna over my eyes. I'd put cucumbers. It makes more sense. <laughs> the bologna might be healing, you know, steak. If you, you know, they always say put steak on your eye if that's going to, you know, somehow that makes it uh, better if you have a black eye. But other than that, don't put meat on your face. <laughs> so many jokes, so little time. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, just self care, man. Take care of your skin. Take care of your emotions, your self-esteem. Meditate. You deserve 10 minutes a day. You deserve an hour a day to meditate, contemplate, write your dreams down. Knock out your goals one at a time. Even if you have one hour, make take an hour for yourself. Take an hour for yourself. Teach your children from an early age how to meditate. That'll give you 30 minutes to yourself. Seriously. My son was meditating when he was six years old. Actually, when he was in kindergarten, he'd be meditating out on the playground. I'd go to pick him up at school, and he'd be out there in a perfect uh, lotus position, just meditating. And other kids would say he's weird. They'd come up to me and go, what's wrong with your kid? And I'm like, what? Like, what's wrong with him? I'm like, nothing's wrong with him. They're like, well, why is he sitting like that, and he's ignoring us? Like, because he's in meditation. He's communing with God. He's trying to communicate with God. Did you know that you could do that? And they're like, no. Sure you can. You can ask God any question you want, and he will answer you, but you've got to first learn to meditate, and then the answers will start to come, and you'll hear them inside your heart. You'll hear them in your mind, in the center of your head. And they're like, ooh, that's cool. Well, yeah. Then they were like, oh, yeah, right. Then they kind of started thinking maybe my son was kind of cool. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, did you ever have any questions about the world your parents couldn't answer? Well, God can answer it for you. Just meditate. You look here, and I point to my third eye, this is what you do. You're like, oh, that's cool. And I think a couple of the boys sat down to do it, and then they're like, let's go play football. Yeah, let's go. And they all took off running. Oh, well, (laughs) 
it was fun while it lasted. I planted a few seeds there. Who knows? Maybe one or two of them are meditating now. Who knows? I love that now in even shows like Billions, where almost every person in the in the show is a narcissist or a sociopath, at least the billionaire, the one with the most money, is sitting there meditating. It's like weird, right? But even like the worst example is being the best example at the same time. I've noticed that in a lot of shows, there's a lot of deep spiritual truths, even among like the weirdness or the strange actions of the people. There's still like a, a spirituality that was not there before. The world is getting better. The world every day is getting better. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't feel like it. A lot of crap going on. I read an article today that may or may not be true. I'm pretty sure it's not true to the extent they said, but apparently, and I even hate to bring it up, but don't eat at McDonald's like ever freaking again because apparently they're using human meat now, which I think is an ugly rumor. I don't think it's true, but I don't want to believe it's true. But what if it is? If it's true, what shall we do? says Daniel Brinkley. <laughs> it said that 90% of the meat is human now. I don't think that's true, but maybe. And that, that might be some of the children that have gone missing or actually being eaten probably by other children who eat at McDonald's. <laughs> uh, the world has so much evil in it. There's so many people going to hell. We're going to need another wing, Lucifer. (laughs) Too many people need to be punished for this shit. (laughs) Nostradamus did say through Dolores Cannon, when you go to her, um, she had like, I think three books on the prophecies of Nostradamus. God bless her. God rest her soul. Love Dolores Cannon. She is incredible. Her work is really something else. In fact, she has so many books. I don't even know about all of her books. There's a lot of her books I cannot wait to read. But Dolores Cannon has said that, um, or I mean, well, through her clients in hypnosis, it's a whole long story. I'm not going to get into it right now. But Nostradamus came through and he's like, explaining some of his quatrains that were more obscure things that people didn't know how to interpret. And he basically said in the end times, when the world is nearing its close, people will start eating each other and it's going to become a widespread global phenomenon, not just in one or two weird villages or something remote villages in the middle of nowhere. It's going to be a widespread thing. And it's going to be throughout the world. And uh, there was even a story about a man in Korea who was eating his own children. Had children on purpose so he could eat them. Creepy. Anyway, sorry about that, guys. And hope you're not listening to this over dinner. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if anything's going to make us become vegans, it's going to be this, right? I don't want to be a vegan. It's not good or healthy for my body. But I mean, if it gets down to it, well, I'm questioning what the hell this meat really is. Yeah, I'm going to go vegan. (laughs) I've had some sketchy meat here in South America and 
saw some really sketchy things in Guatemala where they were like, okay, a person goes missing, the taco stand goes up. A week later, the taco stand disappears, doesn't come up and again until another person goes missing. <laughs> There's a pattern. You put two and two together. I remember this one guy's meat stand came up and I walked right up to him. I'm like, well, those are human ribs. And he's like, what? I go, that's not a cow. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know it's pork. I'm like, no, it's not. And my friend's like, dude, I grew up on a ranch and uh, that's not an animal. (laughs) And we were like, we're never going to order your food, dude. So stop asking us. He was like, okay. He's like, don't tell anyone, please. We're like, who are we going to tell? People have to make their own decision based on what they see. (laughs) Here in in Cuenca, my son got chicken on a stick. He got in the middle of the night from a street vendor. He's like, oh, look at this food. It's so great. I took a bite of it. I was like, oh, this is not chicken. And then I held it back and I looked at it. It was like in the shape of a rat. I'm like, dude, you know what? This is... um." not chicken <laughs> I think we're reading eating street rats from the street vendors and I'm like why don't you go feed it to the dogs they'll love it so they went and found stray dogs both my kids ran out and and then they're with their friend and they all took off and found a bunch of street dogs and well they were happy to get the meat I'm like oh we're never gonna eat street food here again oh my god just don't know what's in it be careful The whole world is going crazy right now. You see it. I see it. Stay inside. Stay diligent. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take Love yourself. All right. I'm going to get into it now. <laughs> what is What is the word of space weather right now? So, uh, okay, solar wind speed is 313. Woohoo! <laughs> Aricota, Detroit, 313 kilometers per second right now. And uh, zero days. <laughs> Sunspot. Yes, baby, finally, solar cycle 25 is here. We have a new sunspot, AR2767. I don't know why we can't just call it George and make it more personable. <laughs> After all, it's going to be hurling a bunch of crap our way, right? Maybe, maybe not. Who the hell knows? But, yeah, we actually do have a CME impact that's going to come here, possibly. The 24th or 25th of July. It's a plasma cloud. It's going to graze Earth's magnetic field. So, it didn't come directly at us. The sun's not throwing it off at us. It's just throwing it off to the side. And we're kind of in the wake of the plasma field. And so... Be prepared on the 24th, 25th. You're going to feel a little, like Friday and Saturday, you might feel a little under the weather or more excitable. We are in the energy of Leo. Oh, thank God. Thank God for that. (laughs) Happy, happy about that. Now, Comet Neowise is very, very close to Earth right now. It will be visible to the naked eye before, um, well, while the, the sky is a little bit dark. So, uh, there's, there's instructions on spaceweather.com if you want to check that out. 
the ULU neutron counts went up by 0.5% in the past 48 hours. It's at 9.7% of the space age average. Beautiful pictures of Comet Neowise grazing the Big Dipper. Absolutely stunning pictures today. Still, even more amazing pictures, just like yesterday. There has not been more solar wind from that corona hole, but it is, remember, coming on the 23rd and the 24th. So what that means, tomorrow and Friday, solar winds. Friday, Saturday, plasma cloud and gamma rays. Well, gamma rays actually first. <clears throat> and then the neutrinos or whatever. All, I mean, we're getting bombarded by all kinds of crap this week. But basically, the big days start tomorrow. Basically, Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week is the big energy field days. Noctilucent clouds are looking pretty bright. You could check this out on spaceweather.com. So, uh... Remember yesterday we had 32 fireballs of the United States. Oh my God, so many. Today we have two. <laughs> Only two, according to NASA's All Sky Camera and the All Sky Fireball Network. They were sporadic, both of them. So there you have it for space weather news. So uh, disclosurenews.it is reporting today on July 22nd. Power 55. I like that. 2-2 two, two, and 5-5. Five, five. So Power 55, it's in the fifth dimension, but not too, too far in in Italy. I don't know why their numbers are so low compared to HeartMath, but we're going to get into the HeartMath site right now and see. Might have to pause this because it uh, was queued up, and, well, now it's not quite queued up, so it takes me a second to get it all situated. All right, I got it. <laughs> Took me a second. Okay, now remember, they're a couple days behind. So let's see what happened basically on Monday at the 2300 hour. This was an hour before Tuesday, so it's you know, just like a day and a half ago. All right, California was at 174 hertz frequency. Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, still on the map at zero. Don't know why. Could be that the equipment's down. I don't know. Lithuania was at 248 hertz frequency. And, wow, Alberta, Canada was at 392 hertz frequency. That's pretty huge. Northland, New Zealand was at 91 hertz frequency. And, last but not least, Hulului, South Africa was 93 hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance scale. Most of those, if of course not Hofuf, but all of them are in the fifth dimension, well in. So, it's pretty cool. All right, we like to visit the Foundation for Inner Peace website, which is found at acim.org. We are reading the lessons in the workbook for A Course in Miracles. And here we go. Today's lesson is 339. Ooh, this is a nice one. I like what this says. I will receive whatever I request. I will receive whatever I request. 
No one desires pain, but he can think that pain is pleasure. No one would avoid his happiness, but he can think that joy is painful, threatening, and dangerous. Everyone will receive what he requests, but he can be confused indeed about the things he wants, the state he would attain. What can he then request that he would want when he receives it? He has asked for what will frighten him and bring him suffering. Let us resolve today to ask for what we really want. And only this, that we may spend this day in fearlessness without confusing pain with joy or fear with love. Father, this is your day. It is a day in which I would do nothing by myself, but hear your voice in everything I do, requesting only what you offer me, accepting only thoughts you share with me. I will receive whatever I request. Again, that's A Course in Miracles, Lesson 300 and 39. So there you have it for the introduction. Bada boom, bada bing. (laughs) All right, you guys, I'm going to, um, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, we're going to continue the discussion started last Tuesday. I know it's Wednesday, so it's been eight days ago. We, or is that nine? Maybe it's nine. I don't know. Anyway, we are going to discuss Telepathy, part two, how your body is receiving telepathy. So I'm going to channel Prime Creator and see what kind of crazy answers he's going to give us about things we've never heard about before, probably ever anywhere. I doubt even in the new thought movement, they might not have gone into this much detail, but we're going to do it today. We're going to see what he has to say right after this message all about the bodily telepathy right after these messages it's that time of year guys Finally, OMG, I am up for not only one, but two People's Choice Podcast Awards this year. I had no idea. I just found out. Okay, the voting starts today, July 1st, and goes through the 31st of July. And I need you guys to nominate my podcast. This is how you do it. Go to podcastawards.com and you have to sign up in order to nominate me in order to vote and you have to go to the very first category at the top and it's the Adam Curry's People's Choice Podcast Award and I'm way down on the list because you know M Metaphysical Soul Speak the podcast And you just click that 
And then when you're done with that section, you go to the religion and spirituality category. And again, cast your vote for metaphysical soul speak, the podcast. And then you have to go way at the bottom, at the bottom part of the page and say, save my nominations. And that's it. It's that simple. It takes less than two minutes, probably one minute. If you have high speed internet, of course, it's not that much. You can even do this on your phone. It's super, super simple. I voted for myself on my tablet. OMG. (laughs) So thank you for your continued support and listenership and voting for this show because by doing so you're keeping the show alive and we're getting the word out so that other people can benefit from my expertise. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I'm going to jump right into the channeling. I've been doing about two a week for a while, and most of you already know what I do. Quick reiteration of it. Um, I'm channeling Prime Creator, otherwise known as God, Creator of all things, uh, Divine Masculine tonight. Sometimes Divine Feminine will jump in, but um, this is God, the Father, one true creator of all. Um, so the father aspect. And I do not um, open myself up to have beings take over my body. What I do is I telepath. I have a conscious connection with God at all times, 24-7. And I've been doing that for a couple years now, about three years So half the time, I don't even know what I'm saying because it's God speaking through me anyway in general. So uh, anyway, I am going to be channeling him tonight. The topic is going to be, I think, telepathy and the physical body. Last week on Tuesday, we did telepathy and the um, how you receive and send from your head but there's also more to the communication involving the physical body you know below the neck there are things going on that are more subtle and so we're going to learn about that hopefully today that's what he said so we'll see <laughs> now I'm, I'm already connected with him and we're I'm, every time I'm getting ready to do this like I might be cold when I start talking two minutes in I'm already like starting to get really like I'm burning up now I'm hot I have socks on and a hat I think in a second these are coming off because now I'm getting the energy extra energy starts pulsing through my body and I know that's when the transmission is getting ready to begin so here I'm taking my socks off (laughs) it's already starting man woo getting hot okay (laughs) Ooh, taking off the hat now. Woo. Okay. <laughs> I'm not taking off anything else. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> not that kind of party, baby. Okay. 
So here we go. Like to be connected to Prime Creator, which I know I am. Am I connected to Prime Creator? Uh, muscle testing does say yes, so yay. Um, all right. Uh, okay. You may begin transmission. Hello, Prime Creator. Thank you for being on the show, obviously. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so go ahead, begin. Greetings, everybody. It is I, your Prime Creator, sending you lots of love and light in every second of every day, in every way, to each and every one of you. Before we jump into the topic of the night, there has been a debate. (laughs) It's been going on for decades. about diet and respecting the plate of others. We have gone over this several times and for several times many of you have gotten it and many of you have not. Some of you listening to this still secretly have you seen Harbinger? Har- Harbing. Harboring, sorry. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Uh, he had to clear that up. Um, <laughs> so I heard most of those letters, but not some of them. Okay. Uh, many of you have been harboring ill will, ill feelings, resentment, and the like for people who do not eat like you. You condemn others to diseases and a life that you would wish them to have so that you could be right in your ego. What I am talking about is those of you who have said you shouldn't eat dairy, you're going to get cancer. Now you don't know what's in their minds, their hearts, their body, and their DNA. You don't know how their body reacts. What enzymes are being pulled out of that said dairy. Maybe that piece of cheese has the exact amount of enzymes that they needed in that moment to help them digest another piece of food. You do not know everything there is to know about the workings of the body and the chemistry and the physicality because all the scientists in the world put together do not know everything. Judge not lest you be judged. That might be a familiar sentence to one or two of you, if not every single one of you. If not every single one of you on the whole planet, whether you're listening to this podcast or not. Judge not lest you be judged. There there is a secret to this one. Don't judge people for eating meat. Don't judge people for only eating vegetables. Don't judge people for eating candy. Don't judge people for eating grass or eating whatever they eat. Don't judge people for eating vegetables only or fruit only. Don't judge people for eating nothing and being breatharians only. Because everybody has their own part of the experiment 
to perform. This world, the schematic, is an experiment in consciousness, in various degrees of consciousness. And you do not have all the variables in your neighbor's experiment to make a judgment about the conclusion of that said experiment. This has been an ongoing problem When one person finds a new diet that works for them and they go around judging and blaming everybody around them. Mom, how dare you make me unhealthy when I was little because we had that kind of diet. Don't think I don't hear and see you. Y'all know who you are. Don't judge yourself for your own diet when you have eaten eaten a plant-based diet for a long time and you have gotten sick, your body has fallen ill because your genetic code does your, put your body in a position where you do better on a diet with a little bit of meat in it. Don't judge others for eating meat in saying that this is the only sentient beings on the planet besides you while ignoring the scientific research of the plants screaming while being plucked. Did you know that sprouts in your mouth that are living also feel emotional pain that is not registered through a nervous system. It's registered through a higher vibrational dimensional system. Why do you call it a living food with a high vibration? It's it's an interdimensional food. The sprouts scream in your mouth. Don't think you're a vegan so you're more spiritual than a meat eater. When you put yourself in this position and you put yourself in a loftier than thou attitude, what you're truly doing is you're shoving yourself into your own ego and you are ignoring the facts that you should not judge other people. going to get off the topic now but I just wanted to quickly give you a friendly reminder that all the different kinds of people and all the different ways of those people and all the different cultures of those people and all the different languages of those people ways of being in the world the way they show up in the world who they love how they love what they want to do with their bodies all the differences are there as a test to you about whether you're going to judge them or not after you were told judge not lest you be judged we see all we know all and we all know that (laughs) those of you who are not judging others for what they're doing are the ones following that rule that, that basic fundamental law because everybody has a right not to be judged by others You've also heard the phrase, only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. 
some of you take that to believe I'm God now so I'm going to judge you because I'm spiritual and yes while you are a piece of the divine you are not the divine until you can grow a tree before you in a matter of seconds with full fruit born upon it you are not God fully realized do not second guess what you do not know do not judge what you do not know about. You do not fully understand what it is to be that other person you're judging until you walk a mile in his moccasins, as they have said, as those wise men have said. Some people think that meat eaters eat meat because they like the taste and that's it. They're horrible animal killers, murderers, because they want to have a nice juicy steak. What you don't know is a lot of people suffer health issues that can only be alleviated by eating things like lobster or steak. There are certain qualities in these foods that have healed many people on the planet when they are deficient in things like omega-6 fatty acids a lot of people have a hard time living on a plant only diet eating a fruit based diet will put your body out of balance really quickly you will become overgrown with yeast and your, your mind goes fuzzy eating only plants can make you bloated and distended and it can harm other parts of your body you will age rapidly because you don't have enough collagen that is being absorbed. It, at least if that's your genetics to eat meat and you, and you ignore that calling inside of you. Some people have to have a lot of carbohydrates. See, everybody's different. I made everybody different. I gave you all the capacity to get along and that includes not judging others. So we are... Now stopping that topic, we're going to go on to the next one, but we wanted to just plant the seeds. Divine Mother and I have decided we have to speak up yet one more time, once again on this. If you're not a part of these discussions or arguments and you're not focused on it, but you come across it, you might want to gently remind others, judge not lest you be judged. Do not judge each other's plates. For you do not have to live with them. Now we shall shift topics. Where we left off was using your body as a discernment field while contemplating the area of study called telepathic communications or telepathy for short we have uh, created your bodies in a way we fashioned your bodies in a way to be 24 hours a day 7 days a week 360 degrees receiving stations 
You're constantly receiving input from your environment. You're constantly receiving messages in your environment. And you receive them not only with your mind, but with your body as well. Okay, he's showing me. Um, you guys, I'm feeling a lot of nervousness. Social anxiety for my twin flame right now. So he's saying, okay, Elena, describe it. Okay, so I'm going to describe it. As I describe it, I'm going to try to smooth it over so that my twin will feel better there and thereby smoothing over my anxiety as well. Because I don't have social anxiety I'm sitting alone in my room talking to my tablet, <laughs> talking to you. But, and that doesn't give me anxiety because I've been doing this for, well, 503 episodes now. Ooh, no, 504. Ooh, boy, it's a lot of episodes. So, what I feel right now, it's like, um, he says, be descriptive. Okay. Yeah. It does feel like there's like a very hard, rough wooden plank in my solar plexus to heart area in between both of those chakras right in the middle there. And it feels like it's kind of square, but it's kind of twisted on its side. And the image I'm getting, it's like, um, extremely long board and I'm on one end and my twin flame is on the other end and it's his his kind of grinding horrible um and it's like it's like a dirty plank and it, it it's just uh yeah that's giving me more information it's his his own guilt for having done and said things in his past he wished he hadn't I just, I just identified and said it out loud and thereby released some of the energy. So I'm seeing kind of some of the dirt from the plank. It's now being removed. So now I'm seeing this plank and it's, it's got sharp edges, corners. And what is that? It's his own judgments of himself for having said and done things in the past. He's not, he's ashamed of. It's for judging himself on top of it. See, God just said, just not let's be a judge. So don't be, don't judge yourself. Don't judge anyone, including you. Love yourself in order to love others, right? Don't judge yourself in order to not judge others, right? All right, so let's smooth those edges. Now it's becoming more of a round board. Why is there a board? Why is that solid mass there? And, and you're sending it to me and you're holding it. I'm asking you to share my burden with me because I am not strong enough to share it on my own, to, to, to shore it up on my own, he's saying. All right, so that just whittled it down. Now it's like still there, but it's like now it's smaller. Okay, so why, what is this board now? There's a like kind of a round board between us. What is this round board between us? What is this, honey? What is this that you're... It's a sadness because I wish my life had turned out better that the situations I'm going through right now, I would not be going through if it had not been my decisions to be with people who hurt me and my decisions to hurt myself. 
my decision to feel less than I needed to for myself, my decision to accept less than I deserved, my decision not to care for myself, my decision not to love myself, my decisions to ignore all of the signs of things that were bad and I continued to allow. And, and as I'm saying these words, guys, it's whittling down. This is the divine masculine here, right? This is my twin partner, but it's also a lot of divine masculines are feeling these things. So oh, I'm getting most of it. Now it's like whittled down, but it's still a little bit over to the right half of my solar plexus area. Now it's just energy. I'm seeing the wood part dissipate. So that that um, metaphor is gone. All right, now what is it? Now I realize I need to give myself room and space to acknowledge myself and my needs, to accept myself and my needs, to realize that I deserve to have my needs fulfilled, to deserve that I deserve to have my wants fulfilled in a way that doesn't harm others. But I deserve to not be harmed in the process of all relationships. I realize that I have been too hard on myself. I give other people leeway to make their mistakes and I am hard on myself for making mistakes that I have forgiven in others. I need to forgive myself. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. I have forgiven myself. Now I feel the space, the hole that I was feeling there is now filling in slowly and this is going to now dissipate that energy and go away. So this is in real time what I do with my twin every day. When something comes up, we have the conversation and I ask him questions and I give him space to answer and he answers. It's all telepathy. So this is what Divine uh, Father is saying to us and, and Divine Mother, this is what they're saying. Okay, go ahead. Uh, begin more of the transmission so you just saw and witnessed an account in real time how you can heal yourself and others when they when their energy contacts you at a point in your body and you feel it ask the point in your body are you coming from me you're going to feel a definitive yes or no. If you do not, you can use muscle testing or a pendulum to figure out the answer, yes or no. Is this, is this yours? And if the answer is yes, then you have to ask yourself questions. Why are you there? What, what lesson are you teaching me? What are you telling me? What do I need to know? What have I not been aware of? What do I need to forgive? What do I need to love? What do I need to pay attention to? What message are you giving me? 
Now, if you are telepathing with somebody else and they send their energy to you, a lot of times they're reaching out because they need help. You do not always have to give them help. You can deflect their energy. When you feel you cannot handle it, you can deflect it to me. Ask me to take care of it. Say, hey, God, can you get this for me? Like It's too much. I have too much on my plate. I can't handle it for me. I want them to be healed. I don't want to send it back to them. I'm going to deflect it over to you. Hello, universe, can you fix this for me? However you wish to say doesn't hurt my feelings if you don't say divine father you can say whatever you wish whatever makes you the most emotionally comfortable because I don't judge how you wish to judge who I am in your life pretty simple right so sometimes when you feel this point of contact and you want to help them you start by asking who is this from wait and you will hear an answer in your oracles on the other side of your ear, the spaces in your brain that are receiving stations for telepathy. Scientists don't even know this yet. Unless they heard the show last year, last week. <laughs> All right. So you hear that it's them. You, you feel that it's them. You sense it's them and the process you just heard with Elena and her twin flame. This is what you do. Until the feeling in your body is no longer. Then you may ask, is there anything else I can help you with? And I just asked that to my twin flame guys and he just says, yes, I have a heaviness in my heart that's sinking into my stomach. Why, honey, what is that? What is that you're feeling? I feel like I wasted a big chunk of my life judging myself. Are you going to judge yourself about that? No, of course not. He's laughing a little bit to himself. <laughs> he says, touche, you got me. You're right. He said, you always make me feel lighter and brighter, and I thank you. And I thank you, too. You help me be self-aware as well. There it is. <laughs> and that, my friends, is an enlightened relationship. <laughs> Just wait till we get in the same room with each other. I don't know how it will be. <laughs> if it will be this great or not, I don't know. All right. <laughs> God says he thinks it will. All right. I think it will, too. Hopefully. All right, God. So what else? Your body is receiving stations. So from the neck down, there are many different points in which you will receive information. Now, what about voodoo? He's like saying, okay, there's also voodoo, so be careful of that. Um, voodoo will feel like a sharp, piercing point, like a giant needle being shoved into one point or another. And it won't just be a nerve firing in, inside of your leg, for example. It will be on the outside flesh of your leg, all of the nerves going in, even the bone and out through the other side sometimes. You'll feel it like a needle going through your whole body. That's how you know it's voodoo. It, <laughs> or a hex or a curse or whatever. If it's uh, just a nerve firing in, on the surface of your skin, don't think that's voodoo. Because it's not. It's just, it's just nerve firing. 
Uh, sometimes it is somebody pushing on your aura or your your chakras and you feel like or you feel in the pranic energy field surrounding your body this does happen but it's not it's not voodoo if it doesn't go all the way through you <laughs> oh it's a nice rhyme <laughs> it's not voodoo if it doesn't go all the way through you <laughs> He's like, you're saying that you have to fill in every part of your body all the way through. That's usually, voodoo practitioners will usually put it all the way through. Or people who aren't voodoo practitioners at all and they grab a voodoo doll and think they know what the hell they're doing. He says most often it's a poppet that someone has created, like a little doll that represents you, and usually with a piece of your hair or a fingernail or something. This is why he says always protect your, your fingernails and hair, you know, and bodily parts as it were don't let don't let your baby teeth lie around (laughs) he's kind of laughing about that but yeah exactly exactly so in your body you will feel things now if so now that we've rolled out and been able to discern whether or not someone's pulling an evil act against you magically energetically trying to influence you now that we've taken that out of the mix how can you tell when someone is thinking what if someone is not trying to hex you purposely but they're having a negative emotion about you a lot of times you'll feel like an arrow through the heart that's if they want to hurt you romantically if they want to hurt you emotionally that will hit the heart sometimes the lungs different parts of the lungs Sometimes it's an energy ball that people send. Sometimes they're not aware that's what they're doing. But their energy is, they think and they think and they think and they think and they go, oh, I want to hurt you. And then the thought that they just thunk will leave your, leave their auric field and come towards you and hit you in the trunk of your body. <laughs> so he says, I like, I like rhyming right there. So I had to say, Dunk and trunk. <laughs> okay. He says, now let's take a dunk into something else, another another section of your body. Uh, sometimes people will think that they want to get you before you get them, and you'll feel a stabbing in the back. Sometimes you literally feel a stabbing pain in the back. In between the shoulder blades is usually when someone's going to betray you, and they're actively ruminating and thinking on betraying you you will feel this in your back like a stabbing sensation sometimes there'll be a dull ache between the shoulder blades and sometimes that's just forward head posture because you're not uh, taking breaks or stretching and you're all looking at your phones too much so don't be thinking that every day that you feel this energy there that it's someone stabbing you in the back or betraying you most often more likely than not it's just because of what you're doing to your own body with your own bad posture. (laughs) But the stabbing in the back situation will sometimes feel like it goes between your shoulder blades and ends up in your heart, and then you feel emotions. And some of you might feel the energy of guilt or frustration. Some of you will feel um, rage and anger out of nowhere. You might be reading a peaceful book about yoga, and next thing you know, you're raging and angry and your back hurts. (laughs) 
and um, that's what that emotion is so how do you remove it you imagine that you're in your aura or in your spirit maybe uh, I'm thinking your spirit that's okay so imagine your soul has or your higher self has a big hand God says it's fun to imagine like a Mickey Mouse hand or a cartoon hand of some sort. It might make it the process a little bit more funny and pleasant because if you could go into a jovial mood, this will get that energy out faster because it will kick it out with its high vibration. Being happy is a higher vibration than sadness, frustration, sorrow, or anger. Imagine a hand coming down from the heavens, grabbing that sword or that knife, however you perceive it to be and allow them to pull it out and then you breathe deeply and when you blow out you're blowing the knife or sword out with every breath like you're blowing it out as a hand is pulling it out imagine it dissolve and fade away and dissipate into a million little pieces that fall to the ground and enter the earth like rainwater. That is the best visualization because the earth will heal that energy. That person will eventually start to heal. Um, okay, all right. This is a couple more examples. Then we're going to start talking about how do we influence other, we, we influence other people. Uh, Sometimes you'll feel a heaviness in your legs like you want to run away but can't. That's when someone feels stuck in a relationship with you or they feel stuck and they're asking you to help them. And sometimes they're pleading for you to help them in their mind will cause your own legs to feel heavy and swollen. In extreme cases, you might gain water weight in your legs. If you don't already have a water weight problem just from a health issue, Sometimes if it happens out of nowhere and it's confusing because you didn't eat anything particularly bad for your body and then this happens, it might be somebody really, really, really wants and needs to get away from someone or something, a situation, a job, something, and they don't know what to do and they need your help but they're afraid to ask. And you feel this heaviness in your legs, start thinking about all your friends that are unhappy in a situation that they desperately want to escape but cannot. For whatever reason, whether it's domestic violence or whether it's economic reasons or sheer habit or emotional guilt, whatever it is, you'll figure it out. Just keep asking the questions, clear your mind, take deep breaths, let it go, and then the answers will come right to your mind. And it will feel and seem just like magic. And when you first start doing this, you're going to feel... Like you didn't really hear it right, you'll doubt yourself, but don't. Just go with your first gut instinct and let the chips fall where they may because maybe you're wrong, maybe you're right, but nine times out of ten you're going to be right. The other time it's your own ego trying to force a situation and you're trying to control the narrative and create a story that doesn't exist. But that's only one-tenth of the time. Okay, so sometimes when people are feeling like they want to reach out because they're lacking in joy, sometimes they'll, you'll feel it in your feet. Your feet and ankles will hurt. 
because they want so badly to dance but cannot. They feel paralyzed. Sometimes you'll also feel the energy in your heart where it's a very heavy feeling that you can't shake. And then you keep trying to imagine what were the emotions I was feeling? What made me do this? And you keep thinking and thinking and thinking, but if it still remains, it's not from you. It's from your twin flame or your son or daughter or your best friend or your neighbor or your spouse. It might be from somebody that you never would have thought of. It could still be someone reaching out to you. So in the matters of the heart, play it out the way Elena did with her twin flame a little bit earlier. In your arms, you're going to feel an energy of heaviness and maybe uh, like tennis elbow or arthritis in the hands or wrist. These feelings are from feeling abandoned and wanting to fight but unable to. Or sometimes it's about just being angry and wanting to fight but holding it together so you could hold a job or hold a relationship or hold a situation that you don't really want. Well, this isn't from you. It's from somebody else. So you have to see in your mind's eye, who is it? You ask, I'm going to create a a blank slate before my mind. I'm going to ask who is sending me this information. Take three deep breaths and stare into the mirror inside your mind's eye that you have placed in front of you. And you will be able to see the mirrored reflection of the of the pain and anger or frustration or anxiety or anguish that is in your body you'll see that reflected in the mirror it's going to take on the effect of an apparition of the person who sent it to you you do this with any ache and pain throughout the body just project it into your mirror that you have in your mind's eye it's like a mirror facing you like a full-length mirror, and then you just ask, and it will come through. It might take a while, and you don't have to have an actual mirror in front of you seen with your actual eyes. Remember, this is inside your mind. You have to have discernment. A lot of the emotions that you're feeling and energy signatures in your body are not from you. And by the way, the guilt tripping about the meat, and this does tie in. A lot of people say, oh, but you're feeling the fear and the horrible energy of the animals. Once an animal dies, whether it's violent and horrible or sweet, soft, and painless, once the animal leaves its body, it does not hang on. Because animals have a higher understanding than people do. Only people hang on. Every now and again, you'll see a cat ghost, and that cat ghost is there to protect somebody. You don't really see a lot of cow ghosts around. Chickens leave immediately. They don't even stay around for the plucking. (laughs) Most animals leave their body immediately. If you have a cat or dog that dies, it's left its body and left this plane and went right back to heaven immediately. They can't wait to get back with their friends. They have a full picture understanding of the way things work. Most animals do. They don't have to have the veil like humans. Even though there is a veil, it's easier for animals to push it aside to make the veil rent. Just for the record, again, for your 
<laughs> for your judgy vegan friends. Of course, this isn't you, right? <laughs> okay. To transmit out from your body. This can, it doesn't have to be, and, and we don't really re recommend this so much, but does not have to be sexual, but it can be sexual in nature if it is towards somebody who is an object of your affection and desire who has agreed to receive these sorts of sentiments and feelings. Don't just send sexual energy to random people. This is not fair to them and can create a lot of problems. This does create karma for you if you do that. Besides the fact that most people can feel sexual energy. And nine times out of ten, if they ask, who is that? There will be a picture in your mind, in their mind immediately. They're going to know it's you. So don't do that. Not It's not healthy emotionally and it does create karma. To project out of your body, you gather the energy up in your heart chakra or your third chakra. You're not really going to be sending energy from your lowest base survival energy because you might have issues there. If you send energy from that, you might have issues that are unresolved and it's going to create problems for the other person and then you will be karmically tied to one another until that issue gets resolved. Keep that in mind. Don't project your problems onto others lest they now become a part of your life and world until that problem is resolved. <laughs> That's good advice. You may send writing ideas through your throat chakra to the throat chakra of another writer. Although we just recommend calling them on the phone or writing them an email. But <laughs> they're saying uh, take always the easiest way. Don't try to tell someone a message through your heart chakra when you have their phone number on speed dial. Just call them. It's better than wearing own your, your own energy out. But it is good, however, to rely on your energy field. So try to focus on things. Maybe get a friend and ask if they can send a specific thought or idea or emotion towards you. Just start with one single sentence. This is a good way to begin the practice of receiving telepathy. But pushing out telepathy, you... Uh, can send it through one chakra or multiple chakras and you call upon the chakras and there you go that's that's pretty much what you do and you imagine as you blow that will go right to the person so if you imagine you have a high self-confidence and a high self-esteem and you want to send this energy to your own mother or father you just imagine from your solar plexus chakra just Bring that energy into your body, feeling it for a few days, and then taking a deep breath, and you just force it out with your sheer will. Imagine it will land in the center of their 
chest or their back where it will be warm and cozy feeling. Send them love energy. When you send anything to anyone, send them love energy. And they will receive it if they are open enough to it. information coming he just told me something about greek yogurt i'm like yeah okay wait if god multitasks a lot it's okay and and i do too so it's we're on the same wave wavelength sometimes but or at least he's on my wavelength i'm not on his obviously because he's god he's every wavelength <laughs> i think my mind would literally explode if i was on every wavelength so okay show me what Before you send anything, try to clear all your chakras out. Try to connect to all 12 chakras. Cleaning them out as you go. Just imagine them spinning all at the same rate as each other. And that they're um, happy spinning there, not really doing anything but just existing and, and being thrilled at the joy of just being being so you cleanse your aura you cleanse all of your bodies mental remember Pepsi <laughs> you have to cleanse your your physical emotional psychological and spiritual bodies out strain the energy out through your feet fill, fill your those bodies with white light including your physical body with white light. Cleanse your aura. Just imagine you can take an egg. It's not boiled, just a normal egg. And don't crack it open. Just keep it in the shell. Just put that over your aura. That will cleanse your aura. Then you throw it gently away in the trash. Don't break it. Just just put it in. When, whenever it breaks, it will dissipate the energy that you just pulled out of your own aura. But it will dissipate it somewhere else usually in a dump underneath the sun and the sun will kind of grab that energy and heal it immediately so after you you open up everything and you clear everything and you spend some time in meditation for some of you it'll have to be an hour for some of you 10 minutes is just fine for others still five minutes this is good just center yourself Prepare what you're going to say. Imagine the other person and imagine where the message should land. And then once you have that, just just like holding a dandelion in front of you, just you blow it. Just you blow that out and just whew, using a metaphor of a dandelion is perfect because you can imagine the seeds floating to them with the energy packet. And as soon as it gets there, it just dissipates into their body and benefits them. Do not ever send these kind of energy messages unless it's going to benefit them in some way. The only person you should be sending any negative or sad or bad emotions to should be your twin flame partner because they can help you fix it. You can help them fix it. So... You don't want to curse somebody or hurt somebody when they're in a good way. So 
Okay, so he's saying pretty much just wait until anything they're going through and then send them energy. If you're aware of what they're going through. Don't just randomly imagine you're shoving a needle in someone either. This can hurt them and it's going to come back to you tenfold. Minimum. So use your powers of telepathy for good and not for evil. Don't use it to judge others or yourself. Just have fun with it. It's very, very fun. It's a very useful tool. You could even send people, project the image of you in a tuxedo to your best mate. And they're going to feel like they're really, uh, it's going to give them an energy of, um, wow, I deserve the best. I'm a high quality person, right? Because you don't send them just the image of a suit, which is nothing. It's just clothes. But you send them the image of self-confidence, high self-esteem. The energy of, I can conquer the world today. So if you're sending like an image of something like a piece of clothing to someone, which could be a fun way to do it, always remember to put in, pack in the little white ball package, the information of love, light, maybe where you're from, where you're, you know, sending the energy from. Maybe you have a friend in Los Angeles and you're traveling in Egypt and you want to transmit the feeling, the wonderful, glorious feeling of standing in front of the sun near the pyramids and how totally awesome and great that is. You can send them the energy of standing there, the energy of loving being there and send them the energy of the visual of the pyramids the angle of the sun and the energy that the sun is emitting. Different days, you're going to have different motions if you pay attention to the sun. Sometimes you're influenced by the people all around you. For the most part, you want to eliminate that every day at the end of the night. Cut the cords, cleanse your aura, cleanse your chakras, keep your body, keep your instrument clear because when you do so, Your telepathy is going to go through the roof. You're going to be able to just telepath so much easier. So you can send energy out to recap throughout, through any of your chakras. Although we recommend your solar plexus, uh, if it's an identity crisis you need help with, if it's um, a self-esteem issue that they're having and you're sending out self-esteem, make sure you hold that energy in your solar plexus first. You can physically use your hand and and pull the energy up to your your face. Open your palm of your hand and imagine it's like a dandelion. And just... And just blow it. Blow it away and imagine the seeds going to where it's supposed to. If you have found a solution to a problem that you need sympathy for or empathy for and you don't really need the person to solve the problem you could send them the problem and the solution at once and they might call you and just say wow your situation is very sad I feel you or they'll call and ask you what's going on you explain verbally and then they're going to get the packet of telepathy that you sent them it will be like 
Oh, yeah, this does sound kind of familiar. I get it now. Telepathy can be very useful, especially when the ones you are telepathing with are also aware of this. So, if you want other people to telepath with you, let them know about this episode and the episode from last week, because maybe they can learn it and you can practice any messages back and forth. When you take on someone's burden inside your body, usually it's in the torso, in the heart and solar plexus chakra. And you might feel responsible for their sadness if they give it to you, so you have to dissipate it in the way that we talked about earlier. Why do you feel this way? How come it's in this shape? What does this mean? What does this stand for? I see this this energy is green. What does this green stand for? What does it mean to you? If you do not wish to do these kinds of works, you do not wish a telepath in this way and people are sending their energy to you because you are an empath, you're going to need to strengthen your aura. That's where the discernment comes in. You don't always have to take every sad sack case that comes your way or sends you energy. You can ask their holy guardian angel to guide and direct them to God and possibly a counselor. That way you don't have to deal with it anymore. You could take their stuff, gather it up. Imagine there's a bundle of uh, like a cloth in front of you. Gather all their stuff, put it in the center of the bundle, tie it up, and put it on the end of a stick and then twirl it or hurl it as far as you can. Imagine you're hurling it into the sky where it'll dissipate and be healed. You can imagine you're hurling it into the ocean where the energy of the high vibrational salt water will dissipate all those emotions and thereby healing the person automatically. You don't even have to deal with it or ask some questions if you want to do it this way. As we just asked, you can do it this way. Alright. So, he's saying basically there's many ways to do something. So be creative with it and realize that it's not your responsibility to take on other people's stuff. If you feel like you want to go through it and unravel it with them as a gift to them of your precious time, then you may do that. Or you can send it right back to them or you can send it into the cosmos and the ethers so it will be dissipated and you're going to alleviate that person of their burden and you're not going to create one for yourself many different ways to do that your first line your first receiving station is your outer aura is there someone here hi who are you someone just walked in my room spirit uh, do you want me to channel you for someone no are you here to say something about this what we're talking about who are you brother Yeheshua hi Jesus just showed up. Hey, I'd like to be connected to Brother Yeshua, which I always am. He's part of my spiritual team. But do you have something to add about this? He says, particular sorrows in the world, such as my crucifixion, the energy was so powerful and strong, it still radiates and emanates in the world. Many people will take on my pain and suffering. This is a form of post-telepathy syndrome <laughs> he just created this yes 
these kinds of energies will um, exist in the world until you consciously decide and determine to dissipate them. You may blow energy of love towards situations that you see have been hurtful throughout history. The Holocaust comes to mind. Genghis Khan's evil reign of terror comes to mind. You may start, if you want to be doing these things as a light worker, you might want to just gather up your dandelions and one by one, I'm blowing love and light and healing energy to the Holocaust. I'm blowing love and light and energy to the crucifixion of Jesus and all the people that took on his pain. Then you grab the next one, you know, and go on down the line. I choose to take away the pain of this. I choose to get rid of the energy of that. You name it, and then you blow it away from you. And imagine it's like the seeds of, uh, of the dandelion going out and spreading and landing into the pain of this and dissipating like little love bombs that will neutralize and reverse all of that energy so eventually it'll just be a clean slate this might be a fun afternoon activity for you (laughs) if you are a light worker that wants to really really do it another way you can do it is imagine a pile of snowballs give them all the love in the world imagine a cat or a dog or a baby that you love 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 so much your own mother, your own father, your own brother, whoever, whatever you love so much, you put that energy into the snowballs and just snowball fight and you just throw it at all the things. This is for the Holocaust. Boom, 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 boom. And you throw 20, 30, 40 snowballs filled with love and that will dissipate the energy of that. I want to give this as a form of telepathy, not towards people, but towards things and events in history because it's so needed right now to cleanse the aura of the planet this is what's going to do it might as well make it fun you could also blow bubbles that will do the same thing come up with your own metaphor of what will help okay God is talking again he says I agree with that that is a brilliant idea we need to clean up the planet and this is a way we can do it We love each and every one of you with all of our hearts. You are us and we are you. We have a picture of the greater greater scheme of things, but you are slowly but surely opening your lens. You used to have a telephoto lens only seeing the most focused things, and now it's like your lens, if you're mind was a camera now you're having a wide angle view you're being able to see the bigger picture more and more we hope that this episode on telepathy has helped you we wish to end the transmission but not before we say we love you and we honor and bow to you and respect you for choosing to be here now in this time of ascension amen I'm saying to me, Elena saying to me, and they're just bowing like there's so love you too so much. Thank you, Brother Yeshua. He says you're welcome. All right, well, there you guys have it. That's the end of another episode of <laughs> Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. Please follow, subscribe, like, whatever it says on the app you're using. 
bookmark this, send it, forward this episode to people who you think could use the information, who might find it strange or interesting or unusual. This information is nowhere else but here. This is history in the making right now, guys. Last week's show on Tuesday, now this one. So there you have it. I will be back with all unique and original programming, just like always tomorrow. And thank you for your nominations uh, for the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Please go do that if you haven't done it already. I urge you to do it. Um, The more we can get the word out about it, the better, because then the show can keep going. And one way we can get the word out about it is if I win that award. If I get a lot of votes. Maybe I will. Hope springs eternal. (laughs) All right, well, that's it, guys. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.